Hi everyone, it's psychic medium John Gurner. Welcome to our podcast, Spirit in the Sky. Today we have a great show with our guest Deb, who tells about her paranormal experiences and the life-saving messages she received from the other side. So sit back and enjoy the show. Everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm John Gurner, your host, and I'm here with my good friend, Johnny G. John Geibler. Hello, hello. There he is, co-hosting. The, I'm telling you, if, if Ed McMahon were alive, John, he would be jealous. Well, maybe I'm channeling him. Well, maybe he'll come through. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> and and we, what's that? I need some tips. Well, there you go. He may, he may be, uh, he may show up. You never know. And we have another guest today. Um, uh, her name is Deb. Um, she's originally from Pittsburgh. I feel like I'm on um, the dating game. She's originally from Pittsburgh. And <laughs> she likes. She likes long walks on the beach. And... <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> So uh, thought it was mine. Okay. Uh, so Deb is here. Say hello to Deb, John. Hello, Deb. <laughs> hello, and um, Deb, and, Deb and I connected uh, through my friend, Helen. Uh, I guess Helen works with your sister, right, Deb? Um, she did, yes. Okay. And Helen told me, she said there was this uh, woman on, I guess it was on Facebook, right? You had your... Um, your... I'm, I, my mom passed away in December and um, my sister thinks I'm crazy anyway, but I asked her <laughs> if she believed in um, people reaching out to her after they passed. And right. she said, yeah. And I said, okay. And we just started talking about, but I started telling about a friend, Helen, and that's how it started. Yeah. So Helen said to me, she said, there's this woman that posted something um, and it was a really interesting story. I said, well, tell her to reach out if she wants to be on, on the, on the podcast. I'd love to love to hear it. And maybe, uh, maybe it'd be a good story for the podcast. Now you called me and you started telling me these really fascinating stories of your, your mom coming to you and your dad coming to you and have really key points in your life, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So now who passed first, Deb? Was it your mom or your father? My father passed in um, October of 1994, and, or 93, excuse me. And my mom just passed in December 19th of 2020. Okay. And so now you had some, uh, um, some experiences first with your dad coming to you, right? Correct. So now I love the story that you told me about uh, the plane crash. Okay. Um, so was that the first time the plane that crash, that? Uh, he died in 1993? Yes. Yes. The first time that I had a vision from him. Yes. Um, there was a plane crash 
in Pittsburgh in September of 1994. And the plane was descending into, oh, into, um, into Pittsburgh and didn't quite make it and crashed into um, trees and hills right before the airport. And so my dad came to me a few days later and there's a six lane interstate, one, with, one three lanes lead to Pittsburgh, three lanes lead to the airport. So he was standing on one side of the highway. I was standing on the other side. He was dressed in the clothes that he wore every day for work. And he looked at me across and he said, tisk tisk, it's not so bad on this side and then disappeared. And right. just, yes, was his way of getting attention, there sentence or thought that he was going to say. So, so that was, that was his way deal. of letting you know I'm that sorry? that was him too, right? Okay. Um, yes, the clothing and the tisk-tisk definitely confirmed that it was him. So then, um, so then after that, so you had uh, some health issues, is that right, that you said? That's correct. I have I have some congenital defects that I've had to have numerous surgeries, and they're not easy little surgeries. They're major surgeries with arteries and veins and things. Right. And um, but your dad came to you during that time as well, right? He came to me in the summer of 2015. I had this really bad abdominal pain for several days. Then this voice appeared in my head, a very gentle voice telling me I needed to go to the doctor. I needed to go to the doctor. And that lasted, I, my pain was in um, June. And so I finally made an appointment for September. And as soon as I made the appointment, the voice stopped. Right, so you got the message and, and you were on your way. And yep, I was on my way. Um, so I needed to have a CT scan because I hadn't seen the doctor in a long time and we were just going to wait. And when I saw him, I walked in the room and he said, why did you come see me? And I said, well, I don't know. I just, just thought I needed to come see you. I didn't want to tell him that right. I, I heard this voice in my head for almost a month. <laughs> and he kept asking me if I had any of the symptoms, like abdominal pain, uh, loss of weight. I said, no, I wish that I had a loss in weight. But, um, so he went on to tell me that I must have a guardian angel because uh, my artery was almost totally closed and I would have been dead by Thanksgiving from a bowel infarction, the same as my dad. Right. And so that was your dad's way of saying, hey, it's your not, not your time. You better get to the doctor. Exactly. And exactly. And had you, so really the only reason that you went to the doctor is because you heard your dad telling you this. Yes. That voice was getting yeah. annoying. And so, so he saved I your life one, one more time, right? That's exactly right. That's great. That's great. I, I, that's happened to me once before too, where um, I had somebody was saying, you, you know, you have to go to the doctor, get this checked out. And, um, and they said, no, you don't need to do this yet. You're young and all that. And uh, I found out that I had um, uh, precancerous polyps that would have turned into uh, cancer had I not gone at that time. So I always say, if you, if you hear something, if you feel something, go. do it. 
even yes. if the doctor says, and he, he said to me twice, he said, you don't need to do that right now. You don't need to get a colonoscopy. And I said, I think I do. So yeah. I would say, if you have that feeling, you know, push it, push it to your doctor. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. But that wasn't the only time that he came to you, right? He came other times. Oh, the first time he really came to me, it was not a vision. I, I feel like I have two different ways that I get communications. Right. Um, the one, the first one was uh, graduation from my uh, master's degree. And it was the ceremony was going to be held in the um, round building where they play basketball. So this uh, graduation ceremony, I spent an hour walking around this building, trying to find the stairwell. About 10 minutes before the ceremony started, I had this voice again, this feeling that led me directly to that stairwell. <laughs> After I had spent an hour and was getting panicky, right. I was really directed, almost like a hand was leading me without touching me. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're, you're talking about. That's happened. That's happened to me and a lot of other people since I've been doing readings. I hear these great stories of, uh, you know, spirit connections with people, and it's it's fascinating. It really is. And um, my one uncle told me I was daddy's girl, which I never really thought I was. Right. And I have a friend who has her doctorate in psychology, and I she's the only one I really share my stories with, and she just is. Um, astounded and just says your dad is your guardian angel he's the one who's leading you and telling you reassuring you all of these things that are happening in your life right and you know what also I think is interesting too about you Deb is that you're a scientist right I'm a, by training yes scientist um, so you're not you're not the 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 thing you don't think with that side of your brain normally this you need you thing. need facts to back that up. Right. Right. I taught right. a, you're, you're um, a fact school finder. of medicine right. where everything Thank has you, to be John. backed up. And then I worked um, for Department of Energy and worked with all engineers. Everything has to be proven, either by right. numbers or doing so like studies. John, yeah. John is that me? way, too. You're like yeah. John. John is that way. Yes. And so well, you, you analyze data. Yes, that really was my job and yeah. taking that data and writing grants to get more money and things gotcha. from the government. So but do you yes. think that, that was harder for you thinking that way, you know, to to come to the realization that it was actually your dad coming to you? Um, I think that he came to me several, a lot of times, um, I'll say, before it really sunk in that it was him leading me. Right. And the first time that I really felt it was with that graduation and the stairwell. Right. So then, um, and he was around probably because your mom um, was there with you too, and he was probably with her as well. Yes, my um, kids and everybody were there. So it was a big deal and he helped me get there. Right. And um, so did you feel him around you too when your mom was getting ready to go back to heaven? I did not. We, with the COVID, we weren't allowed in to see her. Okay. And so uh, we did see her by Facebook that she was already um, on her way and they just had her live with oxygen. But my mom and I were with my dad when he passed. Right. And this was another um, 
start of my believing that when he was ready to pass, he started calling out for my grandmother and he was calling her mom, mom. And this went on for several minutes. And finally I said, dad, it's okay. Go see your mom. We'll be okay. We'll miss you, but go see her. Right. A tear came out of his eye. He was gone. Yeah. And that happens a lot to people too, that I hear where, because they see once, once they're ready to go. And even a couple of days, even prior to, if somebody is, if their health is failing and they're in the hospital or wherever, and they're ready to go back home. A lot of times they see their loved ones coming to come get them because everybody has people come get them. You know, nobody gets to the other side and is there. All right. Now, now what door do I open? You know, yeah. um, there's always somebody that comes to greet you. And you, a lot of times, like I said before, you know, doing this for a living, I hear these great stories where people say, yeah, yeah, you know, mom, dad, grandmom, whoever it was, they saw, they started saying, oh, the person's here or they're coming to, to bring me home or any, a lot of things like that. And that's what your dad was doing. He saw his mom to come bring yeah. him home. He was a, he was a mama's boy. <laughs> like you're a daddy's girl, right? That's what I'm told. I never okay. really thought that, but everybody else thought it. So I'll take it. There you go. There you go. So uh, what other uh, what other times have uh, either your mom or dad have come to you? Well, most of the time they were medical reasons. And this one isn't um, per se from my parents. Um, I had surgery and was losing blood and ended up going into a coma for several days. And this woman and this, this big woman and this black captain appeared at the end of my bed. Really? And didn't say anything, just stood at the end of my bed. I couldn't see her face with the hood, but she was standing at the end of my bed. And she stayed there for a couple days until my mom came in. My mom wanted to stay with me. So she came in the room. The woman Your mom was passed at this point. I'm sorry? And your mother was passed at this point. No, no. This was in um, 2001. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so my mom was still alive. Okay. And she came down to help take care of my smaller children. And this woman just stood there. And as soon as my mom walked in the room, she disappeared. And who, who is this woman? Who, who do you I think don't know. Really? Yes. So she, she, she was, was somebody guarding black. you, right? She was big with a hood. Kind of let you see the Grim Reaper. But do you think it was a, was a positive thing or a negative thing? I think it was a negative thing. Like you, I, you think that she was getting ready to say it's your time? Yes, I do. How about that? I, I do. I mean, it was a huge woman dressed in black with the hood. Right. Looked very much like the Grim Reaper without the sickle. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, so then she left after your mom went in the room. As soon so did as you ever see her again? The, I'm sorry? Did you ever see her again? No, never. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, really, so really good. Why do you so, think that she left when your when your mother came in? Yes, yep. Why do you think that happened that way? I think my mom had superpowers, mm -hmm. and those powers overrode the what woman she, dressed in black. How about that? So her her frequency probably canceled out her. I think she was kind of afraid of my mother. My mother was a yeah. sweet little five foot person, but she became a mama bear if you mess with her kids. <laughs> right. If anybody was bothering one of her children, right? Yes, exactly. How and about she that? didn't have to say anything. It was just her presence. Right. Yeah. Nice. It was let, only let her presence. That hey, it wasn't your time and get out of here. Yeah, really. Like yeah, right? a little thing. So after mom passed, did, did you see your mom or dad after that? 
Well, my mom, my mom passed December of mm -hmm. the past year. And on the 19th, I had surgery scheduled, another major vascular surgery. And I had that surgery on December 31st. I had numerous problems during surgery. So I was in intensive care for about five days. But the first three days, they had me heavily sedated. So I wouldn't move, pull out IVs, pull out anything else. Um, and so that was on a Thursday. And on... I think it was Sunday, I heard the doctor saying, there's not much more we can do for her. If this doesn't work, there's, I don't know of anything else we can do. So, so they, they were kind that. of giving up almost. Yeah, they were giving up. And um, I, I really wasn't ready, but I, I couldn't talk and I couldn't move. My mother appeared. She was dressed in like her 1970s clothes. Her hair was the same. <laughs> She took my hand, stood by the bed, took my hand and stayed there in my mind for a good day and a half. And then when my condition started improving, she left. She right. had done her job and she left. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And the, um, uh, so when you heard the doctors saying this, you were under obviously, right? You, were, you weren't conscious. I wasn't cognizant. Right. So it was just I that's an out of body verbally. that's an out of body experience. So that's when your your soul is outside your body, and a lot of times people have those where um, they're in an operation and they can describe the room, they can describe all the people that were in it because they're they're there viewing the operation because they're not in their body. Yeah. And I think that that's the same thing that happened with you that day, and you were outside your body with your mom, and she was saying, you know, you're you're staying. It's not your time yet. I'm here to help you stay there. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and probably not to give up. And that's probably why she was holding your hand and giving you strength because um, a lot of times people, I think uh, a lot of times when people are either in an operation and um, and when they start to give up on that, that's when they, their health starts to fail. So maybe you needed her there for support to say, no, keep fighting. You'll, you you got to go back. Well, this, um I absolutely think that that's what happened. And as my condition improved, that's when she just left. She <laughs> right. slowly just left. So have you had any more experiences since then, Deb? Um, that was the last one I've had. Okay. And I haven't um, had surgery, so hopefully. <laughs> well, well, let's hope. Let's hope the next time it's more. Uh, it's a. It's under more pleasant, pleasant circumstances that you're, you're, you're visited with your with your loved ones. Did you used to have this as a child too? Because I think you have psychic ability, and that's why you're able to do all that. And I, I don't think so. I remember things. I can remember things. I can remember people and um, who were people who were there. I can remember the room, things from when I was maybe like five, so 60 years ago. Mm -hmm. And nobody else remembers these except my one aunt. And she is just amazed that I can tell who was there at a Christmas party, even that we sang Silent Night with my grandmother. <laughs> right. She sat in this chair, everything. So those kind of things I can remember, but I, I don't remember having these. But once again, my scientific mind, as I got older, 
wouldn't allow me. That was right. just like it's probably a battle like this. This this can't be, or this can't be real, or exactly. I yeah. couldn't prove it. Right, right, and and that's what and that's what I always say. You know, the signs that we get, um, they're faith based. So it's Agreed. um it's, it's it's that's why you that's why you know your father leaves you a dime instead of a hundred dollar bill because that would change your your day. A dime is a, is a faith based because you know. It could be from anywhere. And, but when you get those signs, you, you feel that, you know, it inside. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and, and uh, I classify them as feelings and then the actual visions. Right. And like I so, had the Go ahead. Um, I had the feeling um, of my dad telling me to, I, I assume it's my dad telling me that I need to go to the doctor but then I had the visions such as him being at the airport. Right. And that's all significant and it all works together. I think as well, one thing is important for the other thing. And sometimes they'll give you like a, um, you know, a practice kind of like a practice vision. So that way you pay attention to the next thing that you get. And I think that's absolutely correct. I do. Um, if I would not have seen him in his clothes, him talking the way he was, um, knowing where that plane had crashed and he was right at that point into the woods uh, and i wouldn't have believed it if somebody told me that right and so it, it's uh probably he knew that you you needed that to to get the message for the next time now and that's the first time he that i saw him after he passed so it was almost a year and it was just so close to his anniversary passed and then the it was like the pieces all came together right for this vision yeah and uh but all significant and especially when you look back and you think wow that yeah that happened that day and that was significant and then uh the next thing that happened and the next thing that happened that led to you know what he ultimately wanted to do was to to save your life to yes to and, the, and the doctor when i went back after the surgery he said, I still can't believe that you didn't lose weight, that you weren't doubled over in pain in the ER. He said, I just can't explain it other than you have a guardian angel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, you know, there, I always say there's miracles around us every day and sometimes we acknowledge them and realize what they are. And sometimes, sometimes they're small and sometimes they're huge. You know, yes. that's a, that's a big one. You know, yes. that's a big miracle. So thank God. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think John can relate to you a lot because, um, you know, he thinks the way you do, I think in, with the right side of the brain, I guess it is, or left yeah, side. Yeah. Is it, yeah I, I got to see proof and I got to see things to back it up and then I'll recheck it again and then recheck it again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I can prove it. <laughs> so. Yeah. We always used to say, prove it. It doesn't yeah. exist until you can prove it, prove it. Right. on paper. So and now, check it three times. So, Deb, yeah. how does that how does that affect your thinking now? As as you know, everyday life, are you are you still that prove it girl? Uh, well, I retired, so, um, <laughs> so you can right. <laughs> well, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, right. It's nice, but yeah. um, still, my husband's the engineer, and there are things that I'd rather not think about the prove it part. I'd rather think of the other side of my brain right. where I can still feel my parents and see my parents and, and know that they're still with me. Even and though I, maybe you take a chance. Here. I'm sorry. 
take, maybe take a chance and just yes. see how it plays out. Yeah. I take a yeah. big leap yep. and have thrown a lot of the science out the window. Well, a leap of faith, everybody needs once in a while. And, um, and I do, and I think it's more than just faith because I think when you have those experiences and when you, when you actually feel them with you, you know it, and it's not something you could dream up. It's not something you can, you know, muster up yourself. This is something that it's like sitting with somebody, you know, and you're on earth. You, you know that you're sitting with them. And it's not like a hard hitting. It's a very gentle touching, moving, even though you can't see the yeah. person who's doing it. It's a connection. It's a yes. connection. Best word for it, connection. Yeah. yeah, it's a connection. And and we all have them every day. Some people, you know, try to ignore it. Some people, you know, love it. Some people are afraid of it. But whether whether you're any of the above, you're, you're still getting them. And that's that, like you said, that voice in your head, something told me, everybody says that something told me when it's actually someone you know, so, um, but we all have it. And I, and, uh, and you, you got some great stories. Well, I, I think they're great. And it's just, I do. Um, the part where my dad was passing and was calling out for my grandmother reaffirmed that mm, maybe you do, maybe there are people on the other side that gently. Yeah. They come and get them. you. They do. Yes. They come, they come and get you when, when my father passed, um, I was with him in the room and I was holding his hand and his spirit, I'll never forget it. His spirit went through my body. And like I was saying about people that have those out-of-body experiences when they're in the hot, and this didn't happen to me in particular this way, but where people are being operated on and then they, you know, they, they pass and then they bring them back. And on the other side, they're having this whole conversation with the people on the other side where they say, you can go back, but you know, this may not work that, you know, what do you want to do? And you get, sometimes you're lucky enough to get the choice to come back. And I think your dad was giving you that. And when my father passed, his spirit went through my body. We both left our bodies. I was about 25 feet above us. And I'm looking back and I'm thinking, wow, that's weird. You never see the back of yourself. And he was above me and he was talking to a man and we were in the tunnel. I mean, there is an actual tunnel. And I heard all these stories of, um, you know, the hospital room and, um, um, you know, what you see, you see the room, but there's no ceiling or anything like that. And it's exactly like that. My, and the man that came to get my dad, I don't know who he was. I didn't see him, but I heard him. And he said, Frank, you got to tell John to go back. It's not his time. And he turned to me, he said, you got to go back. It's not your time. And as soon as he said that I was back in my body and I flew back in, it was really had, amazing. Yes. I had one more story that um, happened a year ago. Oh, that- please tell um, they thought I was having a stroke. So I went to the hospital and medical things happened and I could just hear myself screaming that no, no, no. I couldn't remember the actual day or the month, but I knew it was the month of my daughter's birthday, mm-hmm. but I couldn't say February. I couldn't say the right. day that she was born. And so they were doing their medical stuff. And I looked up and my dad is standing in the doorway. Oh, how about that? And he said, his tiss tiss again. <laughs> it, that's how I really, but I saw him and he had white. He was totally in white this time and had an aura around him. Right. Very different than what he looked like um, in Pittsburgh. But he just said, tiss tisk, you'll be fine. Don't worry, I'm leaving. And mm-hmm. bang, he was gone. 
man, you got to, you have a guardian angel there. Yeah. I, I think I do. You keep I your think... father busy. You're, you're like Mike. <laughs> he keeps me busy every day of my life. You're, yeah. You keep your father busy. I'll tell you. Well, good. <laughs> that's a great thing. And I'm sure he's happy to do to it. In trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's happy to do it. That's, that's great though. I think because you acknowledge it and you accept it, uh, they're more apt to, to give you that information. Well, and I don't think that I myself am crazy. Like (laughs) I probably would have if my science background didn't um, kick in. Yeah. And after um, seeing him across and talking about the airplane crash, I knew at that point, I knew that I had to trust it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do. And that's, and like we said, it's a leap of faith. And I think as soon as you take that, that leap, um, you get a whole lot of information throughout your whole life, more so than, than you would, or, I, or information that you'll be able to see right in front of you. And I find it comforting. Oh, it's I find great. It it's very good. comforting yeah. that they've all been positive when I was in a negative situation. Well, that's, that is when they're around you and that, and they do gather around, you know, and it, you may just see your, your mom or your father, but um, there's probably a lot of other souls that are helping you out and giving you energy that you need it. So that's great. That's great. And I think, and I think your story's great because, you know, it may save a life, Deb, you never know. Um, somebody may hear your story and say, you know what? I had that feeling. Um, maybe I should go and, you know, get something checked or, or, you know, uh, think about you have that, that feeling. Yeah. You get that's that exactly feeling. It. Yeah. So, so that's great. I'm, I'm so happy that you came on the show. Well, and, thank uh, you for having me. Anytime, anytime you want to come back, you let me know. I really appreciate it. I love a good, I love a good spirit story. I always did. And, uh, and you've got some great ones. So. And, and I wouldn't have put all the pieces together if <laughs> Helen wouldn't have connected with everything. So that's like a, uh, if you remove one piece of it, yeah. It falls down. Exactly. But there, There's a reason why I was here to tell my stories. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's, it, it, I was saying this earlier today, you know, when uh, people are, you know, get on the podcast for whatever the reason that we get connected and, and it works out that way. I think there's a reason that everybody's there and, you know, and their story is being heard. Yeah. And it's a, I think it's a great thing. So thank Absolutely. you again. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Helen, too. My, my old friend. <laughs> I'll have my sister thank Helen. Yes. What's your sister's name? Edna. Uh, Edna, thank you. And thank you, Helen. (laughs) And and thank you, Deb, for for joining us and telling your stories. Great story. And and, um, I'm happy to share those. And I know that they couldn't be um, fabricated. No, that there's that to me, they just you couldn't make up these stories. No, you can. And and sometimes, it, you know, they say that that truth is stranger than fiction. And boy, sometimes it really is when, uh, you know, you hear you hear the uh, the stories of people and their interactions with the other side and how they communicate. And, you know, everybody communicates differently sometimes, you know, and uh, sometimes it's that voice. Sometimes your dad's standing in the doorway. Sometimes he looks like himself, you know, in 1950s. Sometimes he looks like more heavenly, like you described. So I always say, keep your mind open to everything because the more you're open to it, the more, the more information you'll get. And I think I'm, I'm much stronger 
I'm not afraid of things. I'm not afraid that people might say I'm crazy because I know I'm not by having these visions. Um, so I'm very comfortable with myself. I'm very comfortable. I love it when my parents visit me. Yeah. Um, I, w- I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah, that's great. And and I think, you know, I, I think if, it, if this conversation we had, you know, 20, 25 years ago, I don't think it would be as, um, you know, uh, available, uh, the whole idea of everything. But I think, you know, in the last 20 years, um, everybody's been talking about this. And I think that that has a lot to do with, um, you know, the other side wanting people to know what's going on too. So and be reassured. Like yeah, I'm not and, afraid to die now. No, no. And I always say that I, I never, I don't have that. I always say, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in heaven. I know there's a God and I know there's a heaven. So, um, you know, when it's, when it's my time, whenever that is, you know, I, um, uh, I'm not going to be afraid to get there. I'm, I might be afraid of my joy. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I'm, you know what? I might be afraid when I get there. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't wanna, just for I the don't '80s alone, leave. just for the '80s alone, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have some, some penance, I think. But anyway, um, but no, I, I totally agree with you. You know, it's, well, it's when you have that, when you have that feeling, when you know that there is something else, it's, uh, it's very reassuring, and it really does change the way you live your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So. I want to thank you again, Deb. And like I said, if you ever have another story, please get in touch and, and come on back and see us again. Okay, I will. Thank you, thank much, you for having me. Thanks, John, for meeting you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> okay, okay, love, you take care. All right, you too. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Deb had some interesting stories, didn't she? She did. I, I was very intrigued with her, her information, meeting her father, I mean, from the, from the side of the road, and she spotted him. Yeah, it's, uh, those things are amazing. And, yeah, I, and I'll tell you, you know, spirits are, are sometimes relentless. You know, if they're if they're there and they're trying to help you out, you'll know it. And, you know, it's that nagging voice in your head. I always say it's it's like, you know, having having a kid asking for a piece of candy. It's like, well, she seemed it? Can like I have she, it? can I have it? Yeah, she seemed like she's very intelligent. So she has that ability to pick up that frequency. I think so. She can pick it up a lot easier than than I can. I, I'm, I'm just amazed how she can see a full figure. Um, yeah, he came, image. He came to her. Yeah, he came to her a couple times. And, and that and, just tells me that spirit and her really, just like we talked about last week with John Toth and his son. Yeah. So just, that just tells me those two frequencies can pick up each other that strongly and they can communicate. I'm, I'm just very intrigued on that, how, how, how it works. Yeah, it's, I, I do think you're right about that. I think when people are connected through lifetimes and um, they do, they it's like that connection you have with somebody when you meet them and you instantly like them and you feel that connection. And yeah. I think that also uh, maintains that same, that same frequency, that same connection, whatever you want yeah. to call it. Um, I think when one person's on the other side, you still feel that. Sure, and, sure. and, you know, it's, it's so, I, what I think too, it's like, you know, like if you're, um, you know, if you're with a good friend or if you're with your mom or you're with somebody or your spouse or whoever, um, the, 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 the feeling you get with them, you know, you may feel differently with, with your mother, say, than with your uncle Frank or your whoever. Yeah. Um, I think you still feel that same way when they're around. Does that make yeah. sense? 
Yeah, 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 it does. Yeah. Like it's it's the same feeling you get when they're there as when they were there on Earth. Right. And, and um, so it's it's just great. And I and people always say, oh, you know, there's another guardian angel in heaven. And you know, angels are angels, people are people. But talk about her father being a guardian angel. I mean, that man, you know, he's working overtime. Persistent, very persistent. Yes, yeah. And and you know, that's probably because you know there are jobs in heaven. And a lot of times people say, you know, are they are they still here with us when right. after they pass, you know, are they allowed to come back? And most times, uh, not only do they come back and see us sometimes on a daily basis, but sometimes that's their job in heaven uh, because they know somebody's having a problem. And so they, you know, God assigns you. It's like, okay, you're going to go down and you're going to watch over this person and get them on their path. It may Where take do I these jobs? a year, but that's your job for now. You know, until, until that's, until that's fixed. Um, it's sort of, you ever see the movie? This is one of my favorite movies. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, it's a wonderful life. Did you ever yeah. see that movie? Yeah. Great movie. I love it. Um, and, um, and I make my family watch it every year. And they, <laughs> hate, Linda hates the movie. My kids hate the movie. It's a great they movie. I love that I'm, movie. They all, yeah. I love that movie. And they all look at me like I'm insane anyway. Um, but I really do. And uh, I, the time period and all, you know, like that's my time. The 30s, 40s, I love mm-hmm. that. Anyhow, so Clarence, the angel in the movie, that was his yep. job to come and like teach George Bailey, you know, uh, this is your life, you know, this is the, this is your wonderful life, yeah. and that was his assignment, and he wasn't able to leave until George got it, you know, and it, and it happens right. the way with us here on Earth, and you know, her dad was like, you're not supposed to pass, so I'm going to stay here, and I'm going to make sure you get the message every day until. You do something about yeah, it. Yeah, so you understand. And sometimes it takes a day, and like Clarence, you know, he took him, you know, half a movie to get, to get <laughs> his belly to, to pay attention to his wonderful life. So, you know, that's their job sometimes. Hmm. It's neat. It is interesting. It's very, it's very, uh, very interesting. I'm, now, what do you I'm think sure. your job will be in heaven, John? Um, well, my, my wings will be fairly large I'm, <laughs> just, for, at, just for having I'm, to put up I'm, with me for I'm, going for the, I'm going for the you're archangel. Like a gold star you're getting a gold star i'm going for the archangel <laughs> i'm shooting for the i'm shooting for the heavens no pun intended <laughs> shoot, for the, shoot for the gold man yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> oh, that's funny <laughs> I, have, I have so many things that come to mind um <laughs> but um yeah, yeah, I, I can't wait. That that'll be fun. I it's gonna be fun haunting with you, John. Well, I'll bring it. All right, I'll, I'll be the guy holding your back. You know, maybe push that a little bit too far. You know? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's, maybe she's a little more scared now. She's gonna have some psychological problems. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like when I used to hang on the back of your car. Yes. To me, that was stressful. She would tell people about this because my kids got uh, a kick out of this of my bad behavior yeah it was it was hard to hard to manage that, that's for sure <laughs> we'll save that story for another podcast yes let's save that story me hanging on the back of your car and on my bike um, <laughs> at 40 miles per hour yeah <laughs> i live to tell the tale john so um well thank you everybody so i got it before we hang up here before before we end the show i always ask you john what do you think of the show so far I think we're doing great. I think we have a lot of information that needs to be covered. And I still have like another 10,000 questions. Every time we do an episode, I have more questions building up in my head. I have to, I have to find out the solutions to. Well, listen, 
I think I, I was just going to call you Ed McMahon. I think you're giving Ed McMahon a run for his money, John. I, I do. <laughs> oh, that's good. So, so thank you for being the co-host because I couldn't no worry you, brother. And um, for everybody out there, thank you for listening. Um, I know you have a lot of options to listen to, so we do appreciate you listening. And um, if you want to find out more information about the show or if you have a question or you want to tell us a story of something cool and interesting that's happened to you, uh, paranormal or otherwise, um, shoot us an email, shoot me a text. Um, you can find out all that information on my website, johngerner.com. Uh, we also have another website, spiritinthesky.podcast.com. Um, we're on all social media platforms, so you can get a hold of us there. Um, and uh, again, thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. If you like the show, uh, please share uh, the show with your friends and your family and your coworkers and let them know. Say, hey, this might be fun to listen to instead of doing work. So that's <laughs> why you're sitting at your desk. And, um, and also rate us and give us a give us a five star if you're not going to give us a five star then don't give us a rating at all because we really <laughs> want five star. <laughs> or subscribe all right four we'll go four four star we could do nothing less right uh, three and three quarters all right three, all right you're you're too kind all right so listen everybody thank you again for uh tuning in uh we'll see you next week hopefully with another another fun show see you next week bye-bye Thanks, everyone, for listening to our show today. And thanks again to our guest, Deb, for sharing her stories. If you have a story about an experience that you've had, let us know. You can reach us on all social media platforms as well as my website, johngerner.com. We are happy you tune in each week. And if you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us. Also, share it with your friends on social media, at work, everywhere. And listen, remember to make today the best day of your life. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Take a picture, it'll last longer. Uh-uh. <laughs>